Welcome to C-Suite Radio. Welcome to another episode of The Brett Allen Show. Prepare to be astonished. A pop culture podcast. Join Brett Weekly as he interviews your favorite celebrities from film, <gasps> oh, television, I'm back in business, baby. comedy, and much more. Inconceivable! Plus, you never know who will stop by. Dude, we are so gonna party! Now, here is your host, Brett Allen. Ian, welcome into the podcast today. It's good to have you here today, sir. Thank you for having me, my friend. Well, I'm excited. I've seen you live a couple times here in the Bay Area over at uh, the Punchline in Sacramento. Yes. And uh, I think that's the last show that I actually went to. Um, I've just been busy lately, but uh, had a good time. Enjoyed your your entertainment, your comedy and things. But uh, I guess the first question I would ask is how have things been for you during this crazy pandemic life? What have you been up to? What's been keeping you busy and that sort of thing? Well, it's interesting. It's it's uh, I learned how crazy my life was and how scattered I was and how I probably was, even though I, I really think my shows are good. I was probably going in the wrong direction as far as promoting myself as uh, being Ian Bag the business. That is uh, something that the pandemic has taught me and also taught me to take time for my family and, uh, you know, to maybe not turn and burn as much as I was. So I, I, I was, my schedule was crazy. As March rolled up, I was I, I, I really can't believe I didn't get it, to be honest with you. That's how busy I was. So really like, well, I know you travel a lot as far as comics go. I think you're probably, at least from my perspective, on the road a lot. Like, yeah. And that's yeah, seriously. I mean, most comedians travel and they do clubs and whatever theaters. Well, I was but. I was doing even more as the shutdown happened like as the shutdown happened i was probably pretty close i was i'll just say the busiest i have been in a long long time and i've been very busy a couple times and i'm usually busy so i was i had a, a i had and i still have if it's still there when all this comes back i have a residency in in uh, las vegas i'm the first thursday and wow. third thursday of every month at the jimmy kimmel comedy club okay and and through that I was doing a promotion for Caesars where I was hosting uh, a travel. Uh, it was a, a, a portable stage. And I was talking to businesses that were coming to Las Vegas to the new opening of their huge convention center. They were opening really. And as well, I was still doing my weekends. So I was traveling for my weekend. So I was doing three days a week doing the Caesars road show. Wow. I was doing Las Vegas. I also had a, 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 um, a residency at the um, uh, comics, com <laughs> Hermosa Beach Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach the first Tuesday of every month. I was doing that and I, I was just going crazy and I was on plane like every and I was going back and forth and I also did a corporate in San Jose. So I remember being in San Jose three times in one week. That's what I remember. <laughs> so so separate, separate times, right? Not separate times. just. Yeah, it was insane. It was just like, what's going on? So, so, and then all of a sudden, it just, shh, boom, 
Like I was that that's the San Jose was when it stopped. Like that's when they're like everything shut down and we didn't get to open the convention center in Las Vegas. They didn't get to open. So. Wow. So it's yeah. obviously taken a pretty big hit on things that you were doing, but also it yes. seems there's like a positive spin to it and you're connecting with your family and right. Have you been writing as well? I mean, I'm sure you're always writing though. Uh, writing. Yes. So I still, I'm doing some zoom shows. I have okay. done, I've done a lot of outdoor shows I have. And you know, I'm sure if there's a doctor watching would probably smack me on the wrist. I have done Salt Lake city and I did Alaska during the pandemic. Oh, wow. And those those are indoor shows. So I have, I have traveled and I risked it, but also I needed the money. Like financially, sure. I've just seen, I've just been devastated financially. So, cause most of my money was coming from live. So um, it's just, it's just, it's just been, yeah, like that. But so I've been able to write, I've been able to start a show podcast that I've always been interested in doing called around the bag or I, I play kind of a game show uh, interview show. So, and cause I've always, I was, I've always loved game shows and I feel game shows are just interview shows. So um, I started that with, with the time that I had and I've been able to work out the bugs and I've also been able to find out, Oh, my YouTube is brutal. So I had to, <laughs> I, I've taken, I've gone from a thousand people on my YouTube to 5,000 over the pandemic. So I'm pretty happy with that growth for, for And I, and I don't know, you hear about people just going, I was at a hundred people. Then I went to a billion all within three weeks. I'm like, well, whatever. That's for me. Not I'm, the norm. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm thrilled with my growth. So, you know, so, and just learning and uh, getting to build community, you know, and inside my people that enjoy what I do. So it's been cool. Yeah. I think that creativity has been the key for most performers and entertainers during this time. I feel like that, you know, everybody, and I've been saying this, if you listen to any other interviews I've done, I, I feel like a broken record, but it's true that everybody is on the same playing field and you've just really had to like recreate your brand and mm-hmm. sort of come up with different ways to create content. It's funny. Well, not funny. It just kind of ironic about the money thing. I was talking to Brad Williams, who we talked about earlier on before we started rolling. And he said the same thing. He goes, he went to his wife and said, Hey, we're all right. But if you, right. you know, right. want to get a second job, if you want to drive Uber or, <laughs> Should we start an OnlyFans yeah. or something to bring in the money? Because we're not like, you know, most of our income comes from club shows, like you said, yeah. or, you know, not everybody is super independently wealthy. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know what it would have been like 10 years ago had I been in this situation 10 years ago. I was, I've been able to build up a savings that's been decimated, but, uh, you sure. know, um, I wouldn't have had that savings 10 years ago because, you know, comedy, it's weird. It's when you start out in comedy, it's like you're being being in college, you're learning. It's it's your college. You know, even if you've been to college, starting out in comedy is not much money. It's a grind. It's where you get to hang out with your friends. You get drunk a lot. uh, You try stupid things um, and you're learning. It's you're learning the business. You're not in the business. You're learning at the beginning. Right. And then at some point it just clicks into your business. And now, like I say, I'm on the road. I'm going on the road. I, I, I lose a little bit of touch with all my friends because now we're not just hanging out. We're all going separate places. 
you know, we're, we're business now, but I don't know, you know, if, what it would have been like, you know? So I just, it's, I, I'm, I feel blessed that it happened at this age. That's weird to say. I think that's a very good thing to say. I, I think it makes perfect sense, you know, and everybody I talk to, it's interesting, says the same thing mm-hmm. as far as just, you know, this moment in time is so crazy. And as things are slowly starting to come back, I think that when clubs open up again and people can start going out and doing these things, it's just going to be different for a very long time. I don't think it'll ever be the same. I mean, I love going to a comedy club, packing out, you know, sitting in there with a couple hundred people. But when a club is half empty during normal times, that can be interesting for a lot of people. Uh, In fact, I think when you came out here, it was like you did a Thursday night show or something and it was usually that's my struggle. My, that's, that's where my career is. My Thursday nights are, (laughs) you know, light my, you know, I can sell out the weekend, but really it's, that's, that's, you know, that's the first uh, jump you get uh, is selling out the weekend. Can you hear my dog? Should I close my door? Uh, No, no, you're fine. It's I didn't, I didn't even hear it. It's totally okay. okay. Good. Cause I, I've, (laughs) I, I don't know. They're such dicks that, you know, they've been quiet all along. And then all of a sudden I get on, I get on a microphone. And they're like, we got to run around. I'm just like, I know. Oh. Let's be, I let's be uh, as annoying as we possibly can. No, yeah. I get it. I mean, I think the fact, you know, selling out clubs, it's going to be interesting to see. So you had mentioned you had done some zoom shows and right. you've done some outdoor shows. What has your experience been personally as a comedian doing the outdoor thing like rooftops or Mm drive-ins or whatever, you know, back of a a restaurant. I've even seen people performing right. Some of the craziest places. It's, it's been, you know, um, so I, there's, there's, I'll, I'll start with the first thing I did was on the beach, which was fun. It was like an on a beach show. And I hope I get to do that again this year because it was, it was a really kind of a fun thing. And, and, I'm going to interrupt and myself and go back. And I think uh, it never goes back to normal. I think finding these new venues and people coming out to these new venues and not normal venues will like there, there's a sexiness to some of these places that sure. you would never get in a comedy club. And I think that that continues to grow, you know, Absolutely. like the comedy clubs aren't are going to be the, the norm now they'll, they'll have competition from all these other places and people uh, for walling their own place and, and doing uh, like in Venice, I do Ahmed Ahmed um, and Jason Rogers have a place at a mansion. Uh, their buddy has a mansion and there's a pool down the middle, like a, a lap pool down the middle. Uh, and then there's a, a crowd sits on the other side of 50 people. And then the comics on the other side of the pool. And it is awesome. It is great. It is fun. It is different. It is, it is one of my favorite places to do. But then I go to Escondido and there's a guy that started a club there called the Grand Comedy Club, Adam Wasserman. And he has an entrance and that turned out to be the perfect room for outdoor comedy. Like, I was just like, man, he, he said to me, his wife and his mom took all their time decorating and painting this, this the entrance that's basically three walls. And then you come in and it looks exactly like a room. It looks like, <laughs> looks like they didn't finish a building, right? So, and, and it's beautiful inside. And now he has this outdoor room that holds 50 people and he can keep doing shows and keep trying to grind his way through it. <laughs> it's just, but it's just. I love it. 
it's it's awesome. I'm just like, but I also say to some of these, I'm like, January two, 2020, if you'd called me to do this room, it would have been no. You know what I mean? <laughs> November 2020, I'm like, what time you need me? Because it you how know, long do you need me to play for? Exactly. Exactly. Am I doing new material? Am I doing yeah. greatest hits? I'll do it all, whatever you need me. So, but I, I think I think those kind of things kind of come into play. I don't think driving comedy lasts. I think I find that yeah. interesting, to be honest, my friend. I know Bert Kreischer was kind of the first to pioneer right. this idea of the hot summer nights, cold winter nights tours. And right. I heard him on interviews and I joke about this with other comics like yourself, you know, it's like you know, 700 cars and it's just like honking and, you know, everybody's yeah. had their own kind of experience, I guess. I don't know if it's more of just wanting to get out and perform and get content to people yeah. or, you know, they're just trying to burn the fuse on a contract they had with some sort of agency and they're just trying to get the workout maybe it's both i don't know maybe I, I would say it's a little of both but I, i'd say it's a lot of um you know by the time bert started it it's this is an ending soon we got to do something yeah you know? yeah so um and i feel th that some employee, like i'm doing new year's for the improv and irvine and that's on this on the uh, like an outdoor drive-in show so okay. um so they won't be they won't they won't they won't last forever but they're okay. I'm not a fan of them. I don't sure. like the horns. <laughs> I feel, yeah, I feel like, I, you know, you don't have a rapport because the people are inside the car. Right. It's right. tough. You really have to, you have to get through the windshield, you know? So, <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I mean, drive-ins are weird anyway. Uh, I took my kid to a drive-in this year just as a side thing. He's six and he, he just, the whole idea, I hadn't been in years. Right. And, uh, you know, watching a movie in your car is one thing, I guess, but I can't imagine trying to maybe a concert I could see, perhaps. Yeah, I think like, it works better more for music, right? Yeah, like I know all these bands, but they were also, in my opinion, charging, you know, obscene price, like $300 a car, you know, and it was just kind of like. Well, isn't there comics that do that, too? Well, they might, I guess. I mean, I've seen comics I mean, they, you know, when they play like massive stadiums, you know, like the Golden One Center, I, you know, I guess, I don't know. It's just interesting. I think the whole idea, but I think mm -hmm. it would be weird, you know, because I think part of comedy, especially for you, who is so uh, talented at the crowd work yeah. and, and working with the, well, you are, I mean, even going back to, I'm not, I'm not trying to flatter you, but even going, <laughs> you're like, go ahead. <laughs> even going back to last comic standing, which I, that's how I was introduced to you. Right. And the judges then were saying, you know, you're the king of the crowd work. And, and I find that to be interesting. So I can imagine if someone's sitting in a car and the windows are rolled up and you're trying to work the crowd, that's gotta right. be. <laughs> well, you know, it's, they let the front row sit in the back of their pickups okay. if they're, so that's, that's good. But you know, now you've only got the front row and it's funny. It's, it's you, you make it work no matter what, you know? So I, and I did some zoom shows and I called them almost stand up, you know, I don't know, or stand up with a question mark. It's, it's, it's not, it's almost, but it's not, it's not stand up. It's just fun. It's entertainment. It's being goof. So now, when you do the zoom shows, I've heard a mixed bag of what some comedians do. Are you running bits in, in premises to get feedback or are you actually doing 
a set when you do the zoom so the zoom so shows. i do i do a little bit little both i do sometimes if i just want to work uh, like i've done a couple where i just wanted to get some material out so i've just done worked on some material uh others i've done uh i've done corporates where it's just basically all crowd work and me like talking to them you know um and and going through the people and their backgrounds or whatever they got going on and just uh having fun and then a little bit of a mix of both you know so it's 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 what it's weird again it's weird but it 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 they get you can itch you know what i mean it, it cures that itch so am i am i would i say no to doing them afterwards for a corporate no if you ask me to do a zoom corporate after we can go back to normal i would say yes because there's nothing like not leaving your house and making money you know <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amen, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't, five I, grand to sit on a Zoom meeting like this and do yeah, work for it's, an hour. You know, like, like, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Christmas saved my ass like big, like gave us, you know, so <laughs> that's great. Yeah. So it was, it was good. So, yeah. Yeah. I think they will be in addition to, you know, going to the clubs or going to theaters. And mm -hmm. to me, from talking to people, I think somebody was saying, you know, if comedy were a drug, stand up, Zoom, yada, yada would be the methadone to kind of help you get through yeah. the through, yeah. the, you know, whole thing. But I think, you know, I participated like in beer. Yeah, light it's or non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, that's, that's all it is. It's, uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> that's a great description of it because it's it's not really, you know, so well, I. It's, there's something to be said about, you know, coming to see you in a theater that holds people, you know, drinking and eating and being crunched into a table with 20 other people mm -hmm. um, and uh, just getting that live. I'm curious, I'm curious if we're going to we're going to have, though, like different sections now. Like, I don't know. know. I, it's interesting. Everybody has their own opinion about what it's going to look like. I've talked to a dozen comics in the last month and everybody has their diff it's like it's not one side or the other or a middle it's kind of like everybody's like i think it'll be awesome i think it'll continue some are like god i hope you know we can sell out clubs again and and um mm -hmm. the question lies in the fact of how are they going to not to sidetrack us here but how are they going to validate you know how they're going to control it like are you going to have a card that says you know, I've been vaccinated and I can be in this thing. And is there going right. to, what is it going to be? And then time will only tell, but. And it's also, also businesses are, you're going to have to have good air conditioning. Like it, like yeah. the air, the airflow in, in a business is it's, you're not going to go into a stuffy club anymore where the air isn't moving. People are not going to put up with that. And they're like, no, <laughs> no. So, Cause it gets yeah. kind of funky in there sometimes, you know, and yeah. it's like, um, you know, the smell, I miss that the smell of beer and cheese sticks all kind of like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, it's just, it's, it's weird though. You watch TV. Like the other day we went, uh, we went over to a friend's backyard and, and he has an outdoor TV and he had basketball on and it was when basketball was started. There was two games that night and I, I just looked up and all I seen was people in the stands. I didn't see the teams. Like I didn't realize LeBron was wearing a Cleveland, <laughs> Cleveland Jersey. So I didn't, I'm just, I'm just like, why are these people in there? What's going on? You know, I just freaking out immediately. I'm like, that's, this is, this isn't good. They can't be that close together. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's wild just to see, you know, or you can just go to Florida where they're just, 
doing everything and in Texas. Yeah, in Texas. Well, that's why Dave Chappelle is building a comedy venue there, indoor slash outdoor venue that seats like 500 some people like he's kind of yeah he's kind of well he created this thing it was like a like a summer camp for comics where they could come and perform uh at his on his property there in in, in silver in springs ohio wherever he lives in yellow springs and they could just come and he was doing all these weekends of just massive like comedy store type lineups where they're just mm-hmm performing every night all weekend where they could socially distance and i know there's other comics who have done things to help kind of move this along it's just crazy well that's uh, that's, that's kind of what i mean though about like things will never be the same for right. as far as clubs you know like guy it, it's now it's now not this you'll never see another club built that looks exactly the same as the other clubs did you know, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Like they're like Chappelle doing his thing, where people, are, oh, and I, I think, I think it gives it a new kind of festival feel too, right? Or where you can do those festivals where people come to you rather than you go to them. You know, like Dave Chappelle and and friends for the for the summer there when anybody can come. It's just you know people enjoying comedy and whatever is going on at that you know that festival. So. Yeah, I think that's the future and the Zoom shows, I think, as I said, will continue and just be another outlet I also, for, for people to I, connect with comics, you know? I also think uh, that the streaming, like the live yeah. streaming, I think, uh, you know, you see a lot of that going on now. I can't get to Chappelle's thing, but there's a thing that you click on and I can be part of it because I can now watch it on my screen. So, yeah, it's like a a golden age of a new golden age of entertainment where yeah you know, i think even just thinking about talk shows which you've made tons of appearances on those and and all of that sort of thing all of that's just going to be markably different even when things are quote back to normal i don't yeah. think you know the the days of i mean you know a lot of people are hanging on to the when they can just go back to performing in arenas and theaters and and are not wanting to do the things that you and other comics mm-hmm. have done and they're just waiting. So, I mean, the question would be, you know, how long is that going to be before they can start doing theater tours again? I mean, who knows? It's hard to say. It's like that old, uh, the most resistant to change or the first to disappear. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with, you know, fighting, uh, things too hard. You can, don't, don't be afraid. We're comedians. We should never be afraid to fa- fail, you know, to try something and fail. Yeah. Does it suck to fail? It sure does suck to fail, but we got to do it. You know, that's, that's, that's how we became comedians. Nobody, nobody went on stage the first time and was great. Nobody. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody was great the first time we yeah. all, we all instantly, we failed, but we knew there was a safety of what we were doing there, you know? So um, and I, I think YouTube and stuff like that gives people a false sense of thinking they're performers. They're not, you know, until you're, um, uh, you're doing it live. Like I remember, yeah. I remember having a conversation where there's a, there's a huge YouTube star and like probably huge, probably like huge. And I'm not going to mention his name because he doesn't need to be mentioned, but he's huge <laughs> and he has a brother and they came to see me place and they came up to me afterwards and this is they were big but they weren't huge yet and they're like hey we love what you do blah 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 and 
And I go, oh, cool, man. And they go, I go, what do you guys do? And they go, we're comedians. And I go, oh, where do you perform? And they go, oh, we don't, we, we do on YouTube. And I was just like, oh. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, it just, it, I was like, it didn't, I'm like, no, you, you're, you're, you're not comedians. You're, you know, you're, you're pranksters. You're, I don't know what you are, but I just remember. And it's not that it was, oh, uh, I disregard you or I, you know, shame, shame on you. I was just like, no, you can't say that you're a pilot if you don't fly a plane. You know I mean? It was just that, that it was that kind of thing. Sure. So yeah, I, I still think comedians is being in front of a crowd, being judged, uh, judged while you're on stage. You know, that's, that's one of the things when people watch why I like complain about comedians and things they've done afterwards. Like when they, I'm like, nah, the judge and jury was in the room that night. And if people enjoyed it that night, that means it's okay because they enjoyed it. Then that was the judge and the jury. The crowd will turn on you if it's not good. So just because yeah, you have, I've seen you know, it happen. It's not a fun experience. I think it's oh. extremely uncomfortable for the audience. Um, and I, I don't know. I am somewhat of an extrovert, but when, when a crowd turns on a comedian, it can be very uncomfortable. Oh, it's, weird. it's like the worst experience. I tell you, and I've seen it happen a couple times uh-huh. and these are really well-known people. And it's like, I don't know what happens where they're either working the crowd or they're doing something. And it's just like, you know, I think as a comedian, you, there's something that you do where you said it, taking risks, not apologizing for your, what you're doing and i agree with all that 100 percent. but there can i feel like sometimes there's a thin line somewhere and sometimes absolutely there's a thin line there's, there's a these lines thin. that get crossed and once a crowd turns on the comedian they could win it back and that was one of the stories that brad was saying is that you know he had a rough crowd and you said oh well let me show you let me sh- talk to you i'll show you what you can do and you turned a crowd around quite quickly which i've seen you do so I guess it just kind of depends on who it is. Maybe I don't know, but there's nothing more uncomfortable than sitting in a room, I, with 200 people, and right. the comedians is is bombing, and the crowd is they've lost the crowd, but they just won't like acquiesce to the moment and move on, which is very it's, uncomfortable. It's it's learning, right? Though even I, yeah, sometimes uh, a big star will not know how to get out of a crowd that isn't their own, you right. know? So I, I, I'm, I've been to the improv many times where somebody goes on stage and they are used to having their own uh, people show up to see them. But now you're just on one of the people on a lineup at the improv. And those people just happen to not be anywhere near your solar system. So they have no idea who you are and you're talking to them like they know you. And they're like, Hey bro, I don't know who you are, you know? So, so, that, you know, and then there's other people that just, it's, you know, get angry at the crowd. You know, I, that's, that's one of the things I tried. I've, you know, I struggle with I'm just like, I can't have anger. I'm, I, I, I have, I have a look to me that can't have anger to it. And I don't have anger. I'm not that kind of person. I don't deal well with other people's anger. I don't like, you know, I don't like being bullied. I don't like, cause I'll, tar- I'll turn on those people, but I, I I've, I've learned throughout the years how to take a bully and just tease them until they cry, you know? So. <laughs> well, I've seen you do it. Well, I think Michael Richards is the perfect case study oh. 
for and you know that's in the past he's asked for forgiveness he's been restored to the public eye whatever whatever but the point is is that you know that was the perfect example of somebody coming into a lineup at the comedy i don't think it was the comedy store the laugh factory it was a laugh factory it was a laugh factory and it was being on a uh, given given too much time uh because you were a huge star to a group of people that had no idea you were a star and, and no clue who he was, no not. clue who he was and him thinking they were teasing him because, you know, he was on top of the world. Like, how could you not know who I am? And yeah, well, a lot of people didn't <laughs> and right. it proved itself very, it proved itself, which is unfortunate for him, which is a lesson, lesson to all of us, right? No matter how big Absolutely. you are, there's always a group that doesn't know you. It's the same as doesn't matter how tough you are. There's always a guy that's tougher. It's the same. It's the same thing. You gotta, you gotta just, you gotta, you gotta introduce yourself. Like I love when I hear the story, I'll bring up Van Halen. I love when you hear famous guitar players or little guitar players. And this guy wanders over and shakes their hands. And goes, Hey, my name's Eddie. And the guy goes, I know who you are. He goes, well, I don't know if you know who I am. My name's Eddie, you know? So yeah, yeah. You know, that's awesome. I think that's the thing about comedy, though, is like there's two groups of people. I think there's the people who are destination uh, people who like myself, who will go see somebody specifically like I knew you from last comic standing. So I'm like, he's coming to Sacramento. I'm buying a ticket. I'm doing uh-huh. a meet and greet. I want to come see Ian or whoever. Right. Right. And then there's the people who just kind of go to the comedy club once a month. They don't really do their research and then they just kind of show up just to see who's on and and somebody like yourself or whoever is on the lineup that night as the headliner. Right? It's like three comics and then you. So right, right. they're they're not really going for you. They're going just to be entertained. And so they're going for comedy club. Yeah, they're going for that comedy club. We want to go out with the workers and have some drinks and eat some food and right. and be entertained. So I think as a comedian, and you said this really well, is you just have to really read the room and just be yourself as an individual and, and your voice. But also you do work, you do good, you know, kind of teasing people and not making them feel singled out, right? Yeah, well, I got I got two answers for, and I think you asked the question, but I got two I got two comments on on what you say there, and one of them is, yes, I love when somebody comes to a show and says, "I've never heard of you," and how much fun, and how much fun they had yeah. getting to know me. I love that. I love that part of my career that I want to be like people. What's your career goals? I'd love to get to a point where. 95% of the room is there to see Ian Bag, and still there's a 5% people are coming to, you know, have never heard of me. And then they're, they're excited on their walk when they walk out. There's, you know, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't like you. You know, there's just, there's always going to be somebody that takes, he's not doing it right. Like some, I remember hearing once that I, I wasn't taking comedy serious and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm just like, all right, I think you're at the wrong place. So, so, you know, it's, it's that, it's that kind of thing, right. There's that, you know, that kind of thing. But um, uh, we, we, we as comics, we have to, we have to learn how to make people laugh that don't know us. And that's what got people famous or got me to my certain point is being able to go into a group of people that have no clue who I am, judge me as soon as I walk on the stage and make them laugh at something they never thought they'd laugh at. So do I, do we, and what we need to do is we need to get the majority of those people to like us. 
there's never going to be, I don't think it's ever going to be hundred percent. Right. So it's You get the majority of the people that just get, that just, just have a fun time and just love the experience and just love being around you for a second. And it doesn't, you know, one of the things that I, you know, as I grew up doing staying, grew up in stand up, it's, everybody's got their own style too. You know, like, even though, you know, we might not like that style, we might like this, but that guy, that guy took that crowd and took them on a journey and you got to respect that. You know, as long as they're not thieves or something like that, stealing from other people. And, you know, that happens too. But, you know, <laughs> yes, it happens. To, it's, it's, we've seen people steal personas and you're just like, well, that was weird. Uh, but it's, it's, it's about having people and letting people escape. I think that's something that's taught, uh, reminded a lot of comedians that we are escape for people. And doing the Zoom shows, we're an escape. Doing the drive-in, it's giving people a, a half an hour of escape, an hour of escape. And we're, we're needed, you know, we're needed. And it's, and it's escape for us, too, to be able to let our, our brains just empty. So it's, it's, it's escape. It's, it's fun escape, you know. Yeah. So everybody wear your mask. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Yeah. Uh, whether you agree or disagree, you need to just be conscious of what's happening so we can get. Can and I don't get, care who you voted for. Just wear your mask. It's wear a, your mask. It's got I nothing mean, to do really, with who you voted for. Yeah. I mean, oh. just be, be conscious because we're talking to amazing folks like Ian here and other comics that you've listened to on our show and, and they just want to get back to work. And really, okay. even the clubs, the owners, the, the renters, you know, I think they're, uh, Steve Hofstetter is doing a lot also to kind of help comedians and just really bringing awareness to the fact that until we get this pandemic under control and really to a safe place, mm -hmm. you know, it's going to be a challenge. But wear a mask and and. One last question here as we wrap up. I'm, con I'm concerned about I'm concerned about Steve Hostetter. He seems to get heckled a little too much for my liking. <laughs> he's, like, he's actually coming on the show tomorrow, so that's funny. Uh, <laughs> um, he but he is, he's uh yeah <laughs> he's an interesting guy, but uh, I'm excited to chat yeah. with him. I'm, I'm sure little, have fun. I'm a little nervous, but uh, yeah, he's, don't be nervous. Just have fun, you know. Yeah, he's he uh he likes to he likes to really have. I, well, I had some other people on and. It's all good. Um, what so, do you mean? Talk to explain. Explain. It's well when you see people on TV or performing, you have a perception of their personality. So right. when it comes to interviewing like this, it's a little bit more intimate. So mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. Now that we're on the subject, our my listeners are going to be like, "Boy, he's all over the place today." That's okay. Um, that's that's my Lisa, show. Actually, I had Lisa Am Lisa Lampanelli on. Right. Right. I wanted her to come on. And I reached out to her when the pandemic hit. I didn't know if she would say yes or no. She said yes. And I just automatically went into like this fear mode of, oh my God, is she going to be roasting me? Is she going to be, you know, teasing me? Am I, which Lisa Lampanelli am I going to get? Mm -hmm. And she couldn't have been more opposite of what I'd seen on TV. She's or an absolute sweetheart amazing well she's retired so she doesn't even do comedy anymore she had her. a little fun with me you know i got a little taste of the lisa that we all know and i think she could tell that i was kind of looking for it and she gave it to me a little bit at the beginning and the end so when i say that it's just it's always nerve-wracking to talk to big famous people because you just don't know how it's going to go right right you no know, steve is 
he's very popular and he's done amazing things. And so it's just that mentality as an interviewer, you know, so you didn't, what you're trying to say is you didn't have that today. <laughs> no, no, I did. Trust me. When I was waiting for you to come on, I was like, <laughs> you know, it's just, you don't know. Every, you guys are human beings. Like everybody yeah. has their moments. Right. And so yeah, that's, that's, you know, that's great that, you know, and, and it, 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 that's going to make it always easier. Like, you know, people, some people are going to have their a tough day, you know, some people, you know, it's, it's, it's it, even on my podcast, I've had guys, I'm just like, are you serious, bro? Like <laughs> the worst stand up I know, you know? So that's <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's just, it's always interesting. Um, so thank you for that uh, five minutes or so of free therapy no. there. I no, it's good. I, I love I love it. And, I, and, and you, you know, it's great about it. Uh, I'm sure you have people that listen to your podcast that are doing their podcast. And I hope they learn that it, you just ask if people will do it. Like, just ask. Yeah. You don't go to. don't go through their don't go through their people just just send them a message on instagram or whatever or an email or, or go to their website and just just ask it's all that's all you can do they, the worst they can say is no yeah you know? yeah and that's why i've been very fortunate with a lot of people is just you know you just ask and um like you said the worst they can say is no and and it always turns out to be <clears throat> a very fun uh, interesting conversation um, that's good yeah it's amazing Ahead, so, yeah, just kind of as we wrap up here, I, again, going back to the beginning, I, I, I found out about you on Lost Comics Standing mm-hmm. a few years ago. Obviously, you had been doing comedy long before that. Right. And that show, from what I understand from talking to other people who have been on, it's all strictly comedy. There's not a lot of input from producers necessarily telling you right. what you can and can't say. It's more about sponsorships and censorship and that sort of thing. I want to kind of contrast that with shows like America's Got Talent and all these other shows that have comedians on them. Do you think that shows like that help comedians out in kind of getting them to where they want to be as far as maybe coming from obscurity to a national platform? Or do you think it sort of hurts them a little bit if they're losing out on some of the grind as you could say that comes from just working your way up through the ranks as a comedian if that makes Um, sense yeah no i think um any shortcut we can get is you'll you'll get it you know like if there's a little bit of a shortcut that you're offered and but you got to hit the ball out of the park still then you've earned it Gotcha. So like, uh, very few people have been brutal on a show and then gotten the the uh, the little bit of a leg up um, if they're brutal. And, you know, sometimes people every dog has his day. Right. So somebody might be great that day. Um, they'll lose the they'll lose the crowd when they go to sell tickets. You know, after people come like, oh, it just wasn't worth it. You know, you got to still there's there's still the grind. It's all a grind. Um my my thing for doing um my goodness it's raining really hard here i don't know if i'm losing my internet but it's raining really hard oh southern california is about to be floated away it's crazy <laughs> it's been raining uh, here in the north bay so oh really yeah, like, we're, oh, we're, we're cooking the clock here because i don't want to lose internet again like i did this morning so. oh okay. <laughs> we'll get a good i i i didn't know that um and i i after i did last comic standing i wish i had done it a couple years earlier uh, even though who knows what would have been the difference, whether my men- mentality, my mental state was perfect for when I did it. Right. 
So, but it introduced me to a group of people that had never seen me before. It, it gave it gave me NBC at eight o'clock or nine o'clock at night, whereas I was on NBC at 11, 11, 30, 12, 30. You know, I was so it, it introduced me to these people. And yeah, yeah, it's I, I say do it. You know, I would I do another one. No, I hate contests. I think they're stupid. I really think they're stupid. But uh, um, any sort of thing to help you, uh, you know, if you make money in this in this business, I, I, I tip your hat. to You know, I tip my hat to you because it, it, I, I hate people. They, they're, they're, they, they think business is easy. It's, it's so it's tough. Not. It's, it's just, it's just, it's just talented people being left behind at the, at the dock, talented people. You know, it's not the guy that's shitty. It's excuse my language. It's, 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 it's really talented people that get left at the dock a lot of the times and, and it's timing and it's being in the right place. It's having finances to be able to say no to one thing, to be able to go do another thing. It's, it's a very, it, and it's, it's having, it's having a certain look. Sometimes, you know, it's, you're too tall. Sometimes you're too short, you know, sometimes you're not good looking enough. Sometimes you're too good looking. And then, and then 10 years later, you're not as good looking, but you're not good looking enough for what you're you know, like guys get left behind that, and that are so talented that just, and I'm talking girls too, that are so talented that just didn't have the timing, like what it needed to be. And, and, and it's, it's tough. It's really tough. And I, 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 one of the things that I love about what's going on is we're creating right now through the pandemic and through what you're doing and through what I'm doing, through what a lot of people are doing, we're doing uh, direct to consumer where we can sell stuff direct to consumer and people can't leave us the dock anymore because we actually have the boat now. So it's, it's great, but all those sorts of things, you know, anything that you can uh, get on and, and I understand saying, wanting to say no to stuff, but I just, you gotta change your attitude before you go in and you gotta be happy to be there and you gotta have fun. You gotta make it just another set and you're having fun and just drive the truck through that little opening that they give you. And that, you know, because it'll get you something else. You know, everything's a step. Nothing's, nothing's the golden gates open, you know, everything's a step. And I guarantee you, uh, from Tom Hanks to, to me, you know, down to me, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's, uh, you know, his sitcom opened that door, that door opened that door, that door, you know, everybody's success is different and everybody's, everybody's always trying to get another door to open. I love it. And that is a very well put together mini masterclass uh, on some thoughts on comedy and sort of how the inner workings go about. (laughs) Um, Ian, if people want to connect with you about your podcast or follow you on social media or see anything that you're doing or about to do, how can they do so? Uh, Go to ianbag.com. Everything's on there. I'm Ian Bag at... um, uh, Instagram. I'm Ian Bag on Twitter, which I think is the most useless thing ever of all times. I cannot find any. I cannot find any traction on Twitter, no matter what. Uh, my YouTube is Ian Bag Comedy Channel, and uh, Facebook is Ian Bag Comedy. I just started a new thing. Uh, my wife got a Christmas for me. It's called Link, and it's a little uh, a little um, QVC code, and you put it on your phone, or you get a little tap, or you have a business card. And you're able to give your stuff information to people now without having to give them a business card. It goes right to their phone. They know how to find you, everything. It puts their, it puts my, puts my new album on there. It gives them a YouTube. Uh, they can watch YouTube directly. It's crazy. It's so good. 
Um, I just, I hope people follow me. I hope they just, you know, and, and please reach out if you got something, if you got a question to ask Ian at ianbag.com. Uh, I'm getting back. Uh, Ian bag, Ian bag show is going to be back on, uh, on for, for, for my dog is freaking out because the thunder is happening now. Uh, um, Ian bag show is back on iTunes starting in January. Ian bag bought a house is back, uh, starting in January and around the bag is, uh, back. So it's going to be, we're going to be doing a lot of stuff online starting in January. Yes. And now is the time to consume content because we're not doing anything else. Yes. yes. Consume this man's comedic talents and, and comedy and uh, all the content he puts out. Ian, thanks for being with me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. That brings today's show to a close. Goodly do. Thanks for stopping by. If you enjoyed the episode, feel free to share it with a friend and subscribe. It's absolutely free. The views and opinions of the guests do not necessarily reflect those of the host. Autobots, roll out. Go home.